everybody. Welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast. I'm Bonnie and I talk to heroes about what excites them and we also talk about the supernatural. The next few weeks I'll be talking less about the supernatural and more about our heroes and their quest to become heroes, how they started and what keeps them going. This week's hero is Scott Crawford. Scott is a super prolific music scene documentarian and has recently made the film Salad Days and Cream, America's only rock and roll magazine, a documentary about our favorite music magazine in the whole wide world. Here we talk about what it is like to be shy, but to overcome it because of the power of love of music. Please welcome to your head and heart, Scott Crawford. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm hanging in there. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. Um, Well, first before, no, this is starting, so not before we start. This is the start. I would like to ask you, um, like, if you had, if you were going to give a business card to, like, anyone, like your cosmic business card to describe you, not like your job, but you, um, and your job or whatever, what would it be? What would your cosmic business card say? Fuck. I didn't know it was going to be that hard. Right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> Do you want uh, like an example of what like mine would be? I love that question, but yeah, okay. I would, I'd love to hear what yours would be. Like uh musician, paranormal enthusiast, um, optimisticism, uh, perpetrator um uh tree liker and grass and shade lover okay and I like god that. lover you know those, such yeah things. those are all good things yeah um i can relate to all of them uh all right so let's see uh my card it would have to be a pretty big card the bigger fill. the better okay to, to, to fit all this in um maybe it's in like three point type uh i guess like filmmaker um writer um curiosity you know seeker um uh big time dog lover of course um uh you know music geek um musician um and um paranormal enthusiast because i you know it's something i think i don't know where that came from but for me it's everything i think it comes from i don't want to show my age too much but i think it comes from growing up with like sasquatch and um loch ness monster um, and it just kind of my, I've just been obsessed with that stuff. Oh, um, wow. Ever so since like cryptoids, like I like cryptoids. Yeah. Wow, uh, cool. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm all about that stuff. And I, my, most of my weekend is spent when I'm not with my kids is spent, um, you know, watching, um, shows like that or documentaries and, you know, my wife hates it, but, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm always bummed with these, uh, oh, I guess I'm rambling because this doesn't really, but it matters. Whatever you're uh, about to say matters. Okay. So, um, you know, there was a, a Bigfoot show a couple years ago. I don't know if you remember it. 
I think it was Discovery Channel. Yeah, Larry, the guitar player, is that's his jam. Is big. Oh, is it? Yeah, he's from okay. the Northwest, so it's like oh, no wonder. very important, big stuff. No, it, it's huge for me. So, um, <laughs> but that show was such a fucking joke, and there have been a number of them. Now there's a new one that's out. I watched a documentary the other night on Bigfoot, and it's always the same old thing. It's just, well, there's some broken branches and um, we hear some tree knocking, uh, you know, it's all, but it could all just be bullshit. So I want, I'm just fascinated because I know there's going to be a day where something real, you know, we actually get real evidence of. Yeah, of you know, for sure. Yeah. And I, people are like, well, how come it hasn't happened? That means it's probably not real, but it's like, this earth is pretty big. Like we don't know most things that are going on here. You know, right? they're still finding new stuff every day. And it's just like, it's not that weird to not know of like a gigantic creature that lives in the forest, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, how often, like every year there's like some new species that's been discovered and named. Yeah. Right. So, so why many. the hell there, you know, so. Do you remember, I mean, Oh, sorry, but do you remember like a few years ago that really cute little thing like that they found? It was like I I feel like it was an amphibian, but it had yeah. like, a smiley. But it had a smile. Yeah, yeah, what? I love that thing. How come that took so long to find? Right? That could have made the exactly. world so much happier if they found that earlier. Absolutely, I think we should like everyone should have one of those in their life. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, you know, I think that. we we'd all be a lot happier probably. We should write our. Um, community leaders and be like, I don't know what you guys are working on right now. But this needs to be a priority. Yeah. Make make your priorities priorities. Um, so would you say that that's your like top dog favorite uh, like paranormal subgroup is the cryptoids? Uh, probably, the, yeah, probably the cryptoids. I mean, but I'm also interested in paranormal. Um, you know, I, I'm a big believer in, you know, uh, I never really talked about this, but like, I'm a big believer in, um, you know, in, in however you want to define it, ghosts, whatever. Um, uh, you know, I have, uh, no problem admitting that. And, uh, I've had my own weird experiences. Um, Would and you like so to share any, um, you don't have to, I know, you know, no, no. I mean, uh, um, my reputation, you know, I'll, I'll probably, um, never be hired for anything again, but yeah, I can. <laughs> I don't think that's true. If you think that's true, let's not talk about no, it. No, no. Just I, my, the best story and the weirdest thing that ever happened to me is kind of a long story. So I have to figure out how to, um, uh, you know, just, uh, make it, uh, Abridged? Is abridged. That yeah, abridged. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not very verbal today, so thank you. That's okay. That's um, okay. So, all right, let me see if I can summarize this. Um, a couple years ago, my wife's uh, mother uh, was was dying, and I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, and she. So my wife was downstairs with her mother who was, I mean, literally like the, the nurse was there. I mean, it was, it was going to happen. It was like with just within a number of hours, it was going to happen. So 
Um, and at one point they moved her. Um, she was like in a, on like one of those gurney things, you know, the, whatever the fuck they're called, the bed things. Yeah. And they, they moved her. Um, and I heard her, the mom scream because it hurt. Right. And so Noreen, my wife's phone was on the kitchen table right next to mine. And I was upstairs right next to the kitchen. So both of our phones were upstairs. She was downstairs. And when her, the exact moment that her mother screamed, I got a text and then I got a second text and it came from Noreen's phone. But keep in mind, Noreen was downstairs. So I look at the text and the text says, uh, be careful guys. She's in a lot of pain. What? And when my wife came up stairs a few minutes later, I said, um, was that you texting me? Cause you're, I, how did you do that? Cause your phone's right here. And she goes, I didn't text you. And, and then I said, well, look at your phone. And there was no, there was no text. No way. From her phone. But on my phone, there was a text and it was from her number. Oh my God. I still have the screenshots. That fucked me up. That was like, that's and then, really extreme. Yeah. Wow, that's so creepy. Right? That's so, a good one, though. Thank you. Yeah, I thought that was... <laughs> that's, I, that, that's, that's like my number one. And then I've just had other weird, you know... Uh, you know, just lived in houses where um, I've heard voices or people... I remember this one house. Uh, it was a group house. This was when I was in my 20s. And um, a bunch of us moved into this house and um one day i i always had a weird feeling when i was alone in the house Mm -hmm. there was just i could feel there was just something else there but i always assumed it was a roommate that was in the house or something (laughs) didn't think too much of it right yeah but one day everyone was at work but i was home and i heard the stairs in leading down to the basement had a very distinctive sound. They were wooden. There was no carpeting on them. And so each stair made a specific kind of noise. Right. Yeah. And, um, so I heard, I was in the living room and I heard the footsteps coming up the stairs and, um, and I, I went to, I, I walked over to the top of the stairs and there was nobody there. And no one was in the house. So I was like, fuck this. This is really weird. Fuck this and, is right. <laughs> right? And so I called the landlord and I said, hey, listen, um, without, I, I didn't go into too much detail because I didn't want her to think I was a total nutcase. But yeah. I just said, what's sort of like the history of this place? Yeah. Um, oh, and, my God, yes. <laughs> you know, and this is where it gets weird. She said, oh, well, I, it was an estate sale. I bought it. Um, the previous owner was an older man, and he died in the basement. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. And I, and I, li- I said, you know, uh, two weeks later, we moved out. Like, really? we'd only been, Yeah, we were only there for three weeks. And she, got, she was so pissed off, and I said, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't do this. Wow. So, you, so the incident is what caused you to move? Well, that and just other weird things. Like, I just, we hear, like, you know, you'd hear, like, a voice in your ear. Dang. 
thing. You know, it's, it's just weird so, stuff. Yeah. So that was in DC. It was outside. Yeah. Outside of DC silver spring, which is like right over the line, but I know where that is. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. You I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my old band, um, uh, when I lived in New York, um, we used to play with like dead meadow all the time. So oh, would, I love them. Yeah, so yeah. We would go down to like DC, Maryland, like I think once a month. And I, it would be like Philly, Baltimore, yeah. DC, like Boston, New York, which is yeah, yeah. weird. Cause now that would be crazy to like place San Francisco once a month. It's like, there's, you yeah, know, yeah. there's no, no need. I mean, what you mean. There but, is like, that sort of little. Yeah. Pack. It's just, there wasn't as many bands back then. So it was like people want, you know, you could still like pack the place, even if you played like once a month, but right. now right. that there's 5 billion bands, it's like, they don't need you. They need you once every three months. That's about it. Yeah. I know. I know. Like as a, a local band, it was sort of like, um, you know, you could, if you played once a month, that was, that's about max, but yeah. some bands, some bands would play twice a month and you would just be like, Oh, come on. Yeah. It, that's how it kind of got here. It's like we, at the beginning we took, we said yes to every show, obviously yeah. like, Oh, oh heck, heck yeah. Like we'll open yeah. for you, you know? Um, and I think we did that for like a year and then it just, it's like, I think bands here, it's like you, you, you do that for a year. And then if you still get shows, like you get to keep going. And if you still just, you know, it's like, at yeah. the year mark, you say yes to everything, and then the city decides whether or not you get to be a band, kind of. And it's like, it's so yeah, I can totally see that, especially yeah. in LA. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, are you are you from DC? I am. Yeah, this that's, is uh, born and born and raised. That's so cool. Do you yeah. like Ben's Chili Bowl? I love Ben's Chili Bowl. In fact, I miss Ben's Chili Bowl because I uh, I used to go there all the time. I moved about. 10 years ago, I moved to, um, maybe you played here. I don't know. I moved to Annapolis, which is like about, about tw not quite 20 miles from, um, DC. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, but, we haven't played there, which is weird. This, yeah, there's a club there. So I wasn't sure if you'd played there or not, but, what um, is it? uh, Wow. It's hard. It's hard to remember names, honestly. It's been so damn long. It's since been I've so gone. long. I, yeah. I shouldn't have even asked. I did a like a podcast last week with uh, these dudes from. Oh my god, I can't even. Uh, from like wherever it was. Oh yeah, they were from um, Atlanta, and I was just like, yeah, Atlanta's like one of our favorite places to play. And they're like, where have you played? And I was like, uh, <laughs> just like the dumbest thing. I was like, I can't remember. Can I Google it? Like. And then like yeah. 30 minutes later, I was just like, remembered it. And I was like, ah! But yeah, words are, words and places are hard to remember right now. Like yeah, they are. keeping it together is like a lot of energy, you know? It really is. I mean, just the day to day trying to stay sane. I mean, that's, that's a lot of energy and that's a lot of, of, uh, of work. Oh, it's like a full-time job. It and is. I mean, yeah. The events of last year, I think. Um, if, if, if you're not having any effect from it, like, yeah, something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with you. Like yeah. it's, you know, yeah. something's wrong with you. Like, totally. um, but yeah, well, I wanted to talk to you about like, um, you're so prolific in all the stuff you make, you have books and movies and all this sort of stuff. And I, uh, 
wanted to ask you like about that. <laughs> I want to ask you like about that. Like, uh, what is, how do you write books? And I guess, how do you make a movie? Like, particularly a documentary, do you have sort of like an arc in mind or you just start filming and then pray or can you talk? <laughs> Cause my favorite, um, Documentaries are my most favorite thing in the world. There's nothing. Oh, okay. Um, I just, I love, I, I can't really watch. I don't, I can't read fiction and I don't really like watching, I guess, fiction stuff. I love yeah. documentaries and I love like rock bios. Um, yeah, that's the kind of guy I am. So, right. but I have no idea how it's made. So I would love it if you tell, if you told me, <laughs> can you tell me? <laughs> I can tell you. Yeah. Okay, thank let you. Let me tell, let me tell you how. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you start with an idea, right? So, um, and then you kind of, um, I guess, I guess the way I do it, uh, I don't want to say process cause that sounds pretentious. So I guess the way that I, um, go about, um, putting a, a doc together is I sort of, I have an idea of what I want to do. And then I, I try to find the drama. I try to find like the arc and everything that I want to put into the film, kind of write it all down as an outline. Uh, and then once I start making the film, um, you know, there's a lot of research that goes into doing it. And, um, you know, because it's, because these are usually done with such, you know, the cream film was like next level. Like that was, um, we had a much bigger budget than I've ever had oh, before. Cool. It looks like it, but I oh, don't thanks. know anything. <laughs> yeah. And, and so good. There, thank you. Thank and you there was a, a, a lot of people involved in, um, in helping me with research and stuff like that. So, um, but with, uh, salad days, it was really just, well, salad days in a way, I, um, because I was trying to make a movie that was a, a, about a lot of different things, but one of them was sort of, uh, a coming of age movie in a sense for me, because I, so I told the story not entirely from my perspective, but I kind of inserted myself in the film just because not for vanity, but because, um, I just wanted folks to kind of have context and kind of a, a better understanding of like, who is this person that made this film? And, yeah. and, and when, you know, in that film, you know, there was footage of me that I found at the very end of the, of the editing process of, of me, uh, being interviewed. Um, I still, I don't remember this at all, but being interviewed by somebody um, outside of a, a club called food for thought in, um, in DuPont circle. And I said, fuck, like, this is so, this will really help kind of paint a picture of who I was and yeah. everything else. So in a way it was kind of a, like a, a coming of age thing, like, you know, and, but it was also talking about this community of people and, um, and how much great music came out of it. And, yeah. and, and beyond that, I also wanted to get into sort of the, there was, I just remember there were so many different little dramas that were going on yeah. throughout, 
throughout that period that yeah, decade, dc, <laughs> DC yeah. is like drama central hell um, yeah it is. it's DC, funny drama central get it oh so, good one <laughs> so there was um so that was really interesting to get into i didn't want it to be you know i i look at every whatever I do, I, I, I always want it to be as objective as possible. And so that means having to show, you know, um, the good and the bad, you know, the, you know, the ugly side of things and, yeah. you know, just the truth. And, and that was important to me with cell days and with cream. Um, you know, when I did started that, I, I, I asked the producer who is the late publisher's son, I said, look, um, is there anything off limits with this film? Because there's a, I mean, just from being a writer, I, I had heard a gazillion cream insanity stories, you know, yeah. right. Uh, a lot of which didn't make it into the film, but <laughs> um, cause it probably would have been like rated R or something. Oh, but, oh, that's so funny. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's cool. yeah. So, um, and it was just fucking crazy stuff. And, um, he said nothing was off limits and he's, he was true to his word. And, um, so that's why I, I went, you know, I wanted to show the sort of chaos that took place in their office. Yet they made this incredible, uh, magazine that really changed the face of music journalism. Yeah, you know? totally. Well, so I guess, one thing I have question about, I can't talk, I guess, either. One thing I have question about for you, um, as it seems like, I don't know how else to say, it, but it's, it seems like it takes like a lot of balls to be like, I'm going to make a book or movie about my scene, you know, like, like, I, like to do that is just so cool. And like, you know, like taking the lead on that, um, was it scary? <laughs> it was a little. Yeah, that's a great question. It was a little because um, for a couple of reasons, because a, um, you know, I knew what I saw and what I experienced. And so I knew I could, you know, tell my truth. But in addition to that, I wanted it to be a hundred percent factually accurate because when people, you know, because when I started filming it, I, I just thought, well, maybe this will be like a little film that can I'll just screen in D.C. a few times and that'll be it. So I was kind of thinking like about that and just wanting to make sure that whether you like the film or not, you couldn't say I didn't get that right or, or that right. year was okay. off or whatever, you know. So that's so, how, that's where you were safe is in in reporting it correctly. Exactly. Uh, and so I worked really hard at getting years correct. And, and I would fact check and double check and cause everyone's memory is different, you know, yeah. like, um, there, you know, some people will be like, Oh yeah. Uh, I was at that show in 85 and the, uh, the dead Kennedys played and you're like, no, I was at that show and dead Kennedys didn't actually play that show. Yeah. You know, so you have to just kind of, um, but, uh, so it was scary for that reason. Um, well, it's also a tough crowd. Like it's DC. a tough crowd. It's, it's <laughs> DC. And <laughs> if there's one crowd, I know it's DC and it's yeah. a very it's fucking, very fucking tough crowd. Yeah. And, uh, and there were, I will, I'll, I'll 
say this now, I don't probably haven't ever said this before, but there were a lot of naysayers when I would go to people and say, Hey, this is, I'm planning on doing this. Yeah. I got a I got a fair amount of, um, uh, just, let's just say I didn't get a lot of support from certain people that I thought I would, um, which have then of course encouraged me to do it even more. Hell yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's the spirit. I like that kind of uh, you know? storyline. Yeah, it yeah. should. that's what it should make you want to do. Not like it, crumble and fall, which is maybe what I would do. <laughs> well, no, that's always my first thing. I crumble <laughs> in a fetal position for like a couple days yeah. and then I get my, Same. and then I come to yeah, I come to my senses, but, um, <clears throat> so, so that was about a four, almost four years it took to make that film. And, uh, and I remember showing it to Ian Mackay because I, I, we waited, I, we really waited a long time before we showed it to him. Yeah. Uh, and not that we needed his approval necessarily, but of course you want his approval. Yeah, totally. And, um, he called me and he said, uh, we need to talk. And I went off. Oh, Cause when Ian says we need to talk, it's, <laughs> it's like when your parents say, um, we need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so the next day he came over, uh, uh, with, uh, it was me and Jim saw who produced and edited it. And, um, we, we sat and talked to him for six hours. Wow. He had like page after page of notes. Oh, really? Some of which so we took and some of which we didn't. And, um, but I, 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 in hindsight now, uh, he made it a better film. He really did. His, That's his right. notes were great. And, um, and you know, the biggest complaint he had was that there was too much of him. To oh, him that, that seems, I right? imagine that. Yeah. And I think he was right. And I think, Towards the end, I had, I was just like, not, I, I couldn't, I was just burnt out, you know? Yeah. And <clears throat> so I think there was, you know, there was more Ian in there than there should have been, but you know, it's easy because Ian is so quotable and right. always says the right things that, that help you connect to the next person. And he's yeah. just so good at that. Yeah. But, um, so we ripped it all apart and made it. And then, um, put it all back together and it was a, a way better movie. And that's uh, so cool. Yeah. That's so um, cool. Oh shit. Can I pause this for a second? My yeah. doggy wants to go outside. Oh, of course. Is that okay? Sorry. Yeah. No, my, yeah. Hi, thanks for letting me let the dog out. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I know what that's like. Um, yeah. My dog right now is uh, still scooting on the, on the carpet. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and it's really gross because that usually means she needs to have her anal glands expressed, which if, you know, for you dog owners out there, I'm sure you've had to deal with that uh, at least once. Um, mine, of course, seems to be every other week. But Really? No, I'm kidding. Oh. But, <laughs> um, but uh, one time I... Uh, I, my vet said, Hey, look, um, you know, you don't have to keep coming, you know, in here, I can show you how to do this. Yeah. You know? how, can I, I'm sorry. How often were you going in? Like how I often mean, are you supposed to do it? Uh, I guess like twice a year, maybe. Oh, okay. Like good. Twice. 
Yeah, once or twice a year. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> and it's not, it's not all dogs. It's just bulldogs. For some reason, seem to have that, which is what I have. Um, Cute. Yeah, but they're you know they have a lot of issues, but um, but hey, don't we all? Um, <laughs> so uh, the doctor was like, hey, "Look, let me just show you. It'll save you money." And um, and I went, oh, "Okay," because I was too embarrassed to say I really don't want to see this. Yeah, totally. I just, I just couldn't. I don't know why. I just was like, sure, yeah, I can, I can handle this. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I won't get too into it, but like, so he puts on, you know, two white gloves. He's going to leave that out there, and um, and then he kind of does the, and he's like, see, so this is where all I, the last thing I remember him saying is, this is where the anal glands are. Like, they put then, his hands in its butt. Yeah. And the next thing I know, I'm my, the uh, receptionist is um, giving me smelling salts because I'm somehow in the bathroom. <gasps> I, I fainted. Oh, my God. That is <laughs> so totally fainted. Wait. OK, I have so many questions. One, they have smelling salts like that's a typical occurrence. There's people fainting. Uh I, I don't know. I mean, um, but it was just like, I remember she was doing this and I was like, uh, uh. And, and I don't even know how I got to the bathroom because I don't remember anything, but I somehow was probably like, uh, I'm going to faint. Uh, give me a second. And I don't know. Cause I don't remember any of it. Cause like, it was so gross. Cause and it was so gross. Oh my God. It was like, and it probably doesn't smell that good. Oh, it smells. It was like nothing <laughs> I ever smelled before. And then the white gloves, I'm trying to once again, give you kind of a visual of uh, when you are putting white gloves into a dog's butt and then pulling the out. And then I made the mistake of looking at yeah. the glove. And, and they then were I was white. They were not white. No. Oh my God. I can't believe it. I think it's worth paying someone else to do that. Absolutely. Are you fucking? Yeah. Every I time now I go, <laughs> when they say, oh, yeah, we need to do our interview. I'm like, okay, good. I'll be out in the car. Like, yeah. Well, I don't think my dog would let me, like, she'll let, like, we hold hands uh, when we sleep. Like, we're real Aww. great best friends, but I'm pretty sure she wouldn't let me anywhere near her butt. Like, I mean, what dog? And I, I don't want to, like, no. invade that area. I know. It's um, like, she's a little old lady. Like, mm -hmm. You know, and she's, yeah, she's really dramatic, too. She'll, like, cry, like, a second before you step near her. Like, ah! You know, oh, right. drama queen. Drama queen, but, yeah. Wow. So have you ever fainted before that? Uh, oh, yeah. It, it doesn't take much. Yeah. Really? Well, there hasn't been that many times. Uh, I fainted one time when I was having, I, I was getting stitches put in. I, I cut my knee up and it, I guess it hit like a artery. And so we stopped bleeding. And so I was like, fuck it. I got to go to the hospital. So I went to the emergency room and uh, they stitched it up. And once again, I made a mistake of watching them do it. And then I just, yeah. wow, that's yeah, incredible. I'm a total lightweight. Yeah. You don't want me in a, like a, any kind of like combat situation, combat situation at all. No. Oh my God, that is so cool. I I only ever fainted one time and I, I have no idea why, but I like walked into this restaurant to meet my friend and I like looked 
<laughs> I looked at this plate of ravioli and it looked so good. And then the next thing I know, I, like people were like, are you okay? Give her space, give her space. And I was like, I didn't even, I just remember seeing this ravioli and be like, yeah, I'm going to order that. And then just like, just wow. on the ground. That's but, some powerful ravioli. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't end up eating the ravioli, um, but I don't remember what I did get. But so I want to ask you some more questions, if that's okay. Of course. So, uh, like, to me, personally, there's, like, a few things that are just, like, staples, Bible, like, kind of just the core essence of my musical self. And those things are, like, for whatever, maybe it's embarrassing, but it's, like, com- like I take it as law. is like, please kill me, cream. And like something else I can't remember right now, but like every word in those things. Oh, and I guess like uh decline of Western civilization. Like to yeah. me, those things are like just growing up. It was like, that is law. The, that is the truth. Like, yeah. you know, just, and so um I guess I'm just curious, like how, how it went from you, probably being a huge fan of cream um, to you being, and I'm sorry if everybody asks you this, but just no. to go be like, I'm going to make a movie about this coolest thing and like define, like, I know that's what you did for DC, but like, um, you know, like how did something outside of your zone, like how, tell me everything about it. If you don't mind, please. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, a, another good question. Um, yeah, when I was a kid, I, I was like a fanzine kid. I made my own fanzine and I read. I was just one of those kids where I was like completely all in. Like if I was into something, I was just a total dork about it and would have to read everything I could possibly read. And that of course, rules. yeah. And of course, it's like pre internet. So, yeah. All I could do was read other fanzines. And so by reading other fanzines, it's, it's funny because I discovered cream like backwards because I would read about cream. People would mention cream and Lester bangs in these other fanzines I was reading. And then I went, well, I'm going to, I got to go check this out, of course. So then I started buying all these, there was like a a vintage, like an old uh, used bookstore and they had tons of old creams. So, so cool. uh, Yeah. (laughs) So cool. (laughs) So jealous. (laughs) So I, I bought a bunch of those and that, um, it just kind of connected all the dots for me. Like, Oh, okay. That's why this band sounds like this because the Stooges, you know, started basically everything in MC five and, you know, and Detroit. And then it all just kind of made sense. So in a way making the cream doc was just kind of a continuation of, of, of salad days because it was like, um, I knew that again, it was going to be a story about a community right? and it's going to be a story about, um, people making something great, despite the fact that they weren't on the coasts, they weren't LA, they weren't New York, they yeah. made it their own and they, and, and they were proud of that. And, you know, that was like, they had a chip on their shoulder about it. And, um, so in a way, um, you know, I knew that that at least in my mind which should make for a compelling story and of course knowing all the crazy fucking you know stuff that went on in that in that decade really the 70s yeah um, i mean it's it was like a 
total sex, drugs, rock and roll kind of story. So cool. <laughs> you know, just, they're all cool. You know, like all this stuff. I can't even come close to it, you know, um, to how cool those guys were. And they just made something out of nothing. Yeah. And then eventually became the number two magazine, you know, on the newsstands next to Rolling Stone. So, wow. I so didn't that, know that actually to be yeah. like, cause it was, yeah. Like cream, uh, was something my cousin, when I was like 10 gave me like yeah. 50 records and a bunch of cream magazines. And it was like, I was like, here we go. This right? is my life now and yeah. forever. And it's like, I didn't, you know what I mean? When you're a kid, you don't know if something's like the most popular thing or like, right. um, but it didn't seem like it was, it seems like real, like, special and just for me <laughs> you know? no absolutely i mean my sister gave me a cream uh because i remember seeing pictures of um kiss like uh there was always pictures of kiss but they were like holding up a magazine or something so you wouldn't couldn't see yeah. their faces you yeah, know and, that's um, so cool <laughs> yeah so uh i had an older sister who gave me a few of those so it started there but it really Years later is when I really knew and understood what it was that I was reading or seeing. Yeah, and how so. did you like how how do you reach out to people? Um, like the you said the uh, producer. Mm -hmm. How do you like what? Can, are you allowed to tell me? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so my good friend um, Jan Huelski, um was the senior she's in the film and she was the senior editor of cream. And when I started my magazine in the like early two thousands, I ran it for like eight years and she was my senior editor. Oh, cool. For, for my magazine. So of course we, we kept in touch and everything. And she said to JJ, actually, I think to his mother, look, I know this guy and you know, and you guys should just have a conversation. Cause you know, his last film, you know, did okay. And, um, critics liked it, blah, 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 blah. So she just sent me an email introduction and, um, and I reached out to him and we just hit it off. And, um, you know, he's about, about 10 years younger than I am, I guess. Um, maybe, maybe eight or nine, I don't know. And, um, so we're, you know, sort of in the same age range. And so we, we understood each other pretty, pretty, pretty well and pretty quickly. So that's, that's so how that cool. all came together. Like, it seems like the hardest thing in the world to do is a documentary, aside from maybe if you were going to do like an animated documentary or something, yeah. that seems like torture. But it how do torture. you <laughs> like, how do you um, stay like organized and motivated through that? Uh, I, like, how do you how do you? be your own boss, but also be other people's boss, I guess. <laughs> like, how do you yeah. do that? Yeah. No, again, um, I think had I not, and this goes back to your other question. I think had I not come from, um, the sort of DIY, like, uh, approach to things in DC when I was a kid, that just became kind of part of my DNA or something. Yeah. And, and that's when you asked me what made me think I, you know, about doing salad days, you know, I'd never made a documentary before, but I, but because of that thing of like, 
you know, yeah, you can do it. Like you don't need permission, you know, just you'll fucking yeah. figure it out. Right. Yeah. And that's what I took into that film. And so I think, and that's really what I do with every, um, film and, or any project I do is I, yeah. I just think like, you know, it, it gave me a confidence. I think that I wouldn't normally have had. No, that's awesome. That's what it's supposed to do. It's just cool that it's like, there are those movies that just define something so important or are the definitive example of these important times. And I just think it's super cool that you were like, yeah, and I'm the one that's going to tell that story, <laughs> you know, like that's so cool. Thank um, you. Yeah. I mean, I figure there's like 20 other people that could tell the same story and, and they tell it, didn't 40, do it and well, and tell it 20 <laughs> different ways. But, um, but that was just, you know, it was just my, um, Oh shit. I was going to say something really amazing. Um, <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it was just, uh, something I was originally going to write a book about it, but then I thought, you know, um, writing a book leaves out the most important part of the story, which is the music. Oh, wow. You know, That's you know, true. Want, right. <laughs> That's you a know, like point. I want, I mean, the music, was fucking so good. And I wanted to share that. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted other people to see how great it was. And so that's where, so I sort of already had an early outline, but that's when it, once I made that decision, I think that was like, that's when things started to really get into gear. Well, I'm so happy you made it. Thank you for making it. Oh, thank you. Uh, can you talk about your new uh, movie you're working on? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, okay, cool. So this, uh, <laughs> This film's a little different. Um, so for the last two films, I've made <clears throat> the stories have been uh, things that have happened in the past, right? So you're, you're telling a story that's looking back at something. And I was really interested in doing something um, where I was uh, shooting something in the moment and capturing the moment that's happening right now. And so telling us a, 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 a current story. Is there, okay. sorry to interrupt you. Is there, yeah. and only to use this word, cause I can't think, is the process different for this definitely. one? Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a part of it that isn't, but I'll, I'll explain what the, okay. the other part is. Um, I'll, be I'll listen here patiently. I'm so excited. <laughs> I promise I'll make it quick, but no, just, just tell me you can draw it out, whatever you want. <laughs> so the, um, the story, um, is about, uh, Joe Keithley, who is the singer of a band called, or is the singer of a band called DOA. Now DOA have been around for 40 years and so weird, <laughs> right. And, uh, they were, a really uh, important band for me as a kid. It was like, you know, in the eighties, there was like four or five big punk bands that could tour and sell places out. And, you know, it was DOA, Circle Jerks, Black Flag, Minor Threat. Um, I'm probably missing somebody, but um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, cool crew. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> And, and, uh, DOA was always on tour and they were a very political band, but they also had a sense of humor, but, but I learned a lot about, you know, activism and, and how you can combine politics and punk rock or music, whatever, and still have it be 
they did it in a way where it wasn't preachy. They did it yeah. in a way, you know, and that resonated with me because, you know, listening to crass, you know, isn't, is, let's just face it, it's not that much fun, you know, <laughs> um, you know, and <laughs> because they're very, um, you know, they have opinions and, um, and it's all right there, but it just wasn't really. But you can't listen to that all day, every day. No. It's, it's, just, it's for certain times. It, it, it is. And you don't really walk around, like, singing their songs in your head. You know, there's just, <laughs> it just doesn't, for me, it just doesn't happen. So anyway, so for DOA, <clears throat> they were a political band. They were activists. And they wrote catchy as hell songs. Um, and so I, you know, saw them multiple times over the years. And... 2018, I was really in the dumps. I mean, it was, you know, the midterms, you know, the elections, Trump, you know, it was like full on fucking like, I'm gonna just gonna have a total mental like collapse. And, and I saw this, this headline about Joe Keithley running for a council member seat and winning uh, in, in Vancouver. It's not Vancouver. It's Burnaby, which is next to Vancouver, but it's a po- you know population is almost three hundred thousand in this town, so it's not like a one light. Yeah, town. wow, that's cool. And and he won, and that moment I was like, okay, that's like the most hopeful, like, like uh, it just makes me feel optimistic, and I made and it, and I really needed that in that that's moment. That's awesome. Yeah, you know? that's so cool. And yeah, and so I reached out to him and just said, hey, man, like, this is a great story. And I already knew, like, what the drama would be, because I what I wanted to do was to, of course, follow, uh, you know, talk about that 2018 election, which was this total, you know, David and Goliath kind of story. But then I wanted to follow him into the, his next election when he runs again. And so that's what the film, so the, the film will cover DOA and will, which will provide sort of context for who this guy is. And then the rest of the film will be me kind of shadowing him. Like I'm just going to stay with him in, at his house and just be there and cover everything that's happening as it's happening. Um, you know, his family, his camp, uh, campaign team <laughs> and win or lose. That's the film. That's so cool. Yeah. So, um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And, um, and so right now it, it, and the name of the film is called, uh, something better change. Cool. Which is a a song of theirs. And, uh, it's, uh, on uh, Kickstarter right now. Um, I think we've got like nine days left, so I don't know if this will take any time. I don't know if it will, but send the link anyways. Um, I think we shared it before, but we'll share it again. Okay. Um, yeah. No, that was thankful. Uh, thank you for that, by the way. I know you posted about it. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you're nice. <laughs> so, gee, thanks. So, um, so yeah, so that's what that's about. And then that's, amazing. that's so cool. Like, yeah, I've never talked to a person making a documentary in the middle of it and just exciting i can't wait to see what happens yeah know? me too me too and i like the fact that there's already this built-in and there's there's sort of like there's villains like the ex-mayor who joe helped oust was this right-wing asshole and so he helped kick him out by 
getting a majority of uh, uh, Green Party members, and they ousted him. So, so I'm hoping to interview him, and I want to get cool. his perspective you know and i i love that i love the like bad guy or yeah, like me the, too. Square, every, the square guy in a cool yeah. movie <laughs> every doc should have one i i i've not really been able to do that so far with the last two but um maybe there was a few but <laughs> but this one this one will have very clearly defined i th i hope um you know and whoever he's running against I'll be talking to them. And so there'll be this. So it's I've, I've just always wanted to do like a political like movie where, you know, where you're following somebody like there was a Beta O'Rourke uh, doc I saw at South by Southwest a couple of years ago. And it was really well done. Yeah. And it just captured that energy of and that chaos and the tension and the frustration and all of that. Yeah. And, I'm hoping to, you know, to do the same. So Yeah, well, definitely we need that now. Like, we need good stories of people overcoming shitty people and overtaking their job and trying yeah. to fix this country and world and planet. Um, exactly. But, and sorry, I'm not, maybe you talked about this on your social media feed, but uh, is it, um, oh, hi. Somebody let the dog back in. Hi, Tommy. Um, hi. Hi, little dork. Come here. Uh, is, is it like while you're doing that, are you working on like other things or is there, you know what I mean? Like, is that just all consuming um, or how, how do you, what's your schedule? How do you do your day? How do you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, there's other things. I do. Yeah, I do. Like I help out with other projects. I also work um, part time uh, for uh, uh, a city here, like a uh, for their um, their municipal channel, wow. the TV channel. Cool. And so I shoot stuff for that, and uh, and you know, uh, so I, I kind of divvy up my day between that and you know making PSAs and stuff like that, and then doing. I have other jobs that I do. Um, you know, I just did one for a, a, a makeup, like a skincare company. Um, and I did that. And then, you know, I'll do a commercial for like a orthopedic place, you know, Ooh, just cool. You know, just stuff to, you know, just bring in some money. And um, yeah, well, if you need any ideas for PSAs, I have a few uh, I'm kicking around in my mind. So yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, just yeah. Email, yeah. Tell me what they are later. You know, email me or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, can I tell you one right now? Yeah, of course. Tell me. Uh, this is kind of a big deal. Uh, okay. It won't take too long to explain, but it's heavy stuff. Is so now. This is my first time uh, where we're not on tour. Like for the last yeah. five years, we've been on tour like every other month or every two yeah. months, whatever. So I decided to get super fancy and my best friend got me a plant for my birthday, my first plant ever. And all anybody said about the plant was don't water it too much. And I was like, okay, I, that's so easy. I'll just water it once a week. Yeah. Um, so I watered it once a week and it just like, wasn't doing good. And so I watered it a little bit less than once a week. And it like, you know, every five days and it wasn't happy. And then I was like, maybe I should wait 
less or longer. So I watered it every nine days and it wasn't happy. And the reason why, which is what I need to make a PSA about, is that nobody tells you it's not the amount of times you water it. It's how much water you give it. So I was giving it too much water every time I fed it. And no one, not one person in my entire life has ever said that. And I just think the world needs to know. It's not the amount of times you water your plant. It's how much water you give your plant. We got to put that. We got to get the word out. I think we got it. Yeah, I I don't know. That's got to be. It seems like uh, you have a lot of contacts. Well, yeah. yeah. Let me uh, me make some calls. uh, (laughs) Call all the way to the top because this is like a hot ticket. It's important. Everyone has plants. And nobody yeah. talk, nobody tells people that are new plant owners this shit. And it's, it's frankly, I'm a disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have like a million fucking plants. Um, and I, well, my wife takes care of, cause I don't know what the hell to do with it. I, no matter what my entire life, anytime I've gotten a plant, I fuck it up and it's, yeah. I never, I either overwater, underwater. I don't know what I'm doing. And yeah. they always die. Well, nobody so. talks about it. That's the thing. Yeah. Now, you know, it wasn't your fault. It was society's fault for not teaching it's society's you. fault. I yeah. think, yeah, we need to change that. Yeah. Well, when you're, <laughs> when you have more free time, I have a few <laughs> others, but I'll, I'll tell you them later, but that's okay. kind of like, I've been thinking about that PSA for a while. Like that's a good of, one. Yeah. Seeing like if I got to do like any radio show or something, I would definitely bring that up first. Uh, yeah. You could be like, it could be like, you know how Bob Barker would always say spay or neuter your pet. Yeah. At the end <laughs> yeah. of every episode. Yeah. That's, you could do. that's my thing. Anytime you're interviewed, yeah. be sure to say that at the, at the very end. That's such a good idea. Thank you right? so much. Yeah. I, I, that's, you can have that for free. That was. <laughs> Are you sure? I can you. Venmo you. No, that was my gift to you. No. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, is there anything else that you wanted to tell the universe? Um, well, I know we talked about paranormal stuff and I know you're really interested in paranormal stuff. So like, but I didn't hear anything about your paranormal. Oh, you're asking me. So I'm, tr- I'm, I'm, I'm turning the tables and I'm going to ask you. Wow. Thank you so much. Um, I don't, I, unlike you, I don't have like a specific favorite genre, but I would say that, um, uh, like extraterrestrial yeah. stuff is one of my most Ooh. favorites. As, I could guess that from yeah. your background. Yeah. Um, and I, that's like a community I'm pretty involved in, I would say, oh, cool. um, like of abductees and contactees and, um, and I go to like conventions and yeah, that's so yeah. Great. yeah, it's really cool. It's really easy here. Like, um, they, I mean, now there's, let's just pretend this isn't life, you know, right. like, like before this stuff, like there's just so much free stuff and, um, to go to and just like, it, it's so fun. I usually go to like five conventions a year. Uh, one's called conscious life expo that I think is, is like virtual right now, but, um, yeah. it's just. I mean, it's, you know, like thousands of people that a hundred percent believe in all sorts of different stuff. And, uh, what's kind of cool about that, um, expo is that like, or convention is that, um, it, it brings all the different things together. So there's like alien people and like past life people and then near death people and angels and like, um, just all sorts of different 
fringe stuff but also like what's so cool is that all that stuff you saw in the back of magazines in like the 70s like the pyramid yeah. power and those people are still making that shit and they go to these conventions and sell wow. it so you'll like go and like get your aura photo yeah and then like this like 400 year old woman will like tell you about your aura and like it's just all of that cool shit that like you know like yeah uh send away for your yeah uh, totally. pendant, all that they are still yeah. They're still knocking around. Uh, so that's really fun. But yeah, I really like, I think something that's really important to me, uh, even though I'm not a contactee or an abductee, um, is there's these millions of people that feel that they are and yes. like feel like they've been implanted, feel like yep. they've been impregnated, feel like all of these things. And it's just like, I do believe in, uh, aliens a hundred percent but i also it doesn't matter like these people believe that and that they need like support you know and um yeah. so i just like to be part of that because it's it's mainly because it's more fun to believe in stuff than to not believe yeah. in it you know sure, um, sure. Yeah. but yeah so i'm super into that and i really like we just the amount of paranormal activity that happens to us like um on tour yeah, I bet. Just uh, unbelievable. Like when we're all together, I mean, we, we have each other's dreams. Sometimes we dream wow. the same dream at night, like the exact same dream. Um, just, uh, you, it's uh, unbelievable. I, it's, I don't believe it, but it happens, you know, and it's like, we, I mean, maybe it's because we're just traveling all around and going to haunted places and so much stuff, but it's like, um, yeah, it's it's incredible. It's I just like really paying attention to like synchronicities and you know, I maybe we're calling it in cuz we like are trying to manifest stuff all the time and yeah. um you know, like like raise people's energy and make them excited every night and maybe that opens up a portal to right. whatever, right. but it's like yeah, when you get a group of people that all believe in shit on the road for five weeks, like you're gonna see some stuff. For so, sure. Yeah, but I love, I love that. I just yeah. Um, yeah, I just watched one of my uh, one of the shows I was watching just last week, and it was <clears throat> these two tw these twins. What? That had been uh, and they talked how they'd been abducted several times and impregnated. Yeah, I didn't really understand the the pregnancy part because I think I was like multitasking. I wasn't. Yeah, really, well, it's but, yeah, it's extreme. I mean, yeah, because I'm like, well, so did you have the baby? Like, how did you know you were pregnant? Like, I don't, um, uh, I don't, I don't get. I didn't get that part. But anyway, yeah. uh, no, I'm fascinated by all that shit. Um, Do you know what that show was? Uh, it's on. It's on Travel Channel. On, on on Sundays. <laughs> I, 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 I love that channel and I love uh, Sundays. Yeah, totally. And I just can't fucking remember the name of the show. I'll try and look it up and see if I can find it. But yeah. there's um there's a lot of great shows on on Travel Channel. Um and let me ask you one thing. Did yeah. you um did you ever watch Ghost Adventures? I I haven't watched it, but uh or I watch it a little bit like on tour if it's on TV, but um that's like Larry's favorite show. It is. Well, yeah. it used to, so I saw the documentary like 10 years ago when they first started and it was actually really 
compelling. It was really like, I was like, these guys aren't faking it. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, um, uh, I had to go in like five minutes, but, um, sorry, uh, I kept you so long. No, it's okay. I, no, it's been great. We can do it again. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, but now the show is like a fucking joke and it's oh, like, okay. and like the main guy, Zach, whatever his name Zach is, Baggins. Zach Baggins. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like at some point he started to care more about like the hair gel in his hair than he did the actual, and he's like all like, you know, he's like, you know, he's, and he's just such a dork. And, um, <laughs> It's just not That's believable. So cool. Not believable anymore. And I've heard um, stories about how the producer, you know, like where they'll be like, "Did you hear that? Did you hear that?" And then they'll play it back, and it'll be like, you know, "Get out!" But and it's I've not heard real. No, I heard the producers fucking do it. So that was that was a that that bummed me out. Yeah, well, they're ruining it for everyone else because totally. like, we're working so hard to get people on board with this. And then people like that disrespect yeah. the whole thing. And it's taking yeah, us years. Yeah, and he, he has some cheesy museum and it's... We drove by the museum. Did you? In Vegas. In yeah, Vegas. We, yeah. It's like, yeah, we stayed right next to it. I can't remember. I feel like we were in Vegas for a few days, which is weird because... You know, like you're right. never anywhere for a few days, but right. we stayed like really close to his museum, but it was closed the whole time, which is bullshit. Really? Yeah. He might have been, maybe he was getting his hair done. <laughs> Probably he was. I don't, I don't know, but, um, but yeah, so he's just, it, 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 it's, it bums me out because it's, he, it was always my favorite show um, until a couple, like maybe a couple years ago. And that's when it, the one guy left. And when he left, he basically said, I'm leaving because this isn't real anymore. They're just making wow. this up. Yeah. And, um, I yeah. feel like Zach Baggins just bought some, like, something so cool. He but did. What did he buy? Can't ah. remember. It was something weird. Like, it was like somebody's bones or something. It was. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. Let That's me know what it is. Show. It was something so good that I was like, oh. Yeah, I know. That'll all right. Well, that'll be the next episode. We okay. Do, but, yeah, let's do but, another one. Well, yeah, you, uh, I'm gonna let you go because you have oh, to go, right? Um, do you want to say something? Um. Uh, no, I just I, I this has been great. I had a great time, and um, and I'm glad you're doing this, and I'm a big fan of your band, and and <laughs> big fan of your label, and um, yeah, yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm a huge fan of yours. We're all huge fans of yours. So. Oh, thank you. That's that crazy. Crazy that you would even talk to us. Of course. Um, but thank you so much, and please stay so safe, and I'll uh, keep you posted about when this gets to come out. Okay. I look forward to it. Okay, bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.